You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, Week 11 in the NFL, the Vikings get embarrassed, the Pats and Jets in a rock fight, and the Commanders are above 500 with Taylor Heineke. College football, a bunch of close calls were in for a fantastic finish. Gilbert Arenas honored, Buffalo gets buried, plus Orange Man Bad gets his blue birdie back. Your 40-minute uncensored wild ride of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Monday, November 21st, 2022. Thank you for downloading. What is Elon Musk doing with Twitter? By now, you probably know that Trump is back. Sort of. His account has been reinstated, but he's yet to tweet. In part because when he got banned, he went and invested heavily in this alternate Twitter called Truth Social. So any money he might have put into that... Now that Musk has bought Twitter and has unbanned him, it's probably going to be lost money when it's all said and done. But here's the thing. Trump is back. So what? Like, I know many of you that listen either are light Twitter users or maybe not at all. Maybe moderate. Some are probably heavy. But it's us in the media, in the content generation game that use these apps and others all the time. I always try to say, don't take it seriously, don't take it seriously, don't take it seriously. This is why my uh, my header on Twitter just says talker. And then I say with a quote, this is my quote, original, quote, I ain't here to fight the whole internet today, unquote. Which is my reminder to myself to limit the amount of hot takes because opinions on Twitter can and will get you in trouble. Even mild opinions 
that are just about sports can get you a lot of grief. People go, ah, how can you believe that? And, uh, you know, I don't need to fight the whole internet today. You want my opinions? Come to this place right here. Download my podcast. You uh, listen to my radio show. I don't need to give, I probably shouldn't be giving away my opinions for free on the internet anyway, on Twitter. If I gave you all my hot takes on Twitter, then why even show up here for the money-making ventures of my efforts? But anyway, Trump is back, even though he hasn't tweeted yet, and the world is still fine. Kanye has been reinstated. The world is fine. Uh, Kathy Griffin has been reinstated, so there's that. Of course, some libs are penning their dramatic goodbyes from Twitter. Mike Wise, former Washington Post columnist, sports columnist, and one-time radio show host, and former contributor with Andy and I on the Sports Reporters. I had no idea where he was in a long time. He popped up on my timeline with a dramatic goodbye to Twitter because he's such a devoted liberal. And I'm like, all right, Mike. Godspeed, my friend. I'm glad to hear you're alive. I had no idea. CBS News put out a tweet that they were pausing their uh, activity on Twitter out of concerns about the direction that Musk was taking the platform. Uh, They came back in 48 hours and said, ah, we're back. (laughs) Because somebody said, hey, we get X amount of our volume of traffic to our website from Twitter. What are we doing exactly? They need Twitter more than the other way around. The workforce at Twitter has been pared down from a high of like 7,500 down to about 2,500, give or take. Then he put out that hardcore memo saying, you know, Twitter 2.0, I need hardcore people who are going to work their fingers to the bone, writing code and being in the office and blah, blah, blah. And that memo shook off a few hundred more of the non-Elon aligned employees. He got a lot of mainstream media attention and free marketing from this advertising as well. And guess what? The app still works just fine. Oh, and then he did the Trump poll to see whether or not he'd be reinstated. And it was essentially a honeypot for the bots to come in and be like, no, 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 vote no, no, no. And he probably just ran a, a you know, a sequence of code that probably eliminated a lot of the bots. That was one of the big hangups when he bought the service was how many of these accounts are actually real? Anyway, the bottom line is this. Elon Musk has a company that has rockets that land on their feet. They land on their feet. (laughs) Old rockets used to come back from outer space, or at least the chunks of rockets, and they'd splash into the ocean. We'd have to go out there with big ships and then fish them out of there. These new rockets that Elon Musk's company has land on their feet for SpaceX. He has electric cars with ridiculous mode that self-drive. And he's got Starlink, which is a marching line of ants of little flickering lights overhead in the sky that when I saw that for the first time, I was like, oh my God, holy shit, there's UFOs. What the fuck is that? Oh my God, oh my God. And I did a quick internet search. I was like, no, those are the Starlink satellites and providing high-speed internet to places that don't otherwise have it. He's doing some pretty amazing shit. Well, he's not literally putting rockets into space. That's He's got engineers to do. Okay. He gets a lot of subsidies for all those companies. Okay, right, because he's the only one that's gotten government subsidies for businesses. The bottom line is this app is not hard from a tech standpoint for Elon Musk and his engineers and the people around him. 
the advertising and content moderation part and whether or not the app will stay cool in the culture, that'll be trickier. And I don't know how that's going to turn out. But if Musk does nothing else other than make Twitter less important and less considered an authority on anything, that's a great thing. And I will applaud him. Whether he makes his money back, whether it turns into a winner financially or a complete waste of $44 billion, either way, as long as it's less important, I will applaud. That said, it's Andy Poley time. Hello. Hello, Andy. Commander Fever. You got it? <laughs> Have you caught it? Come on! I mean, actually, the team is playing pretty good football. They played a god-awful team in front of a, I wouldn't even call it half-filled stadium today, but they vibrate at a higher frequency with that kid at quarterback, Taylor Heineken. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, that defense is good. Uh, No taking away from that defense. That front line is great. And the secondary is pretty good, and you know, as they, you know, they go hand in hand. I, I think they're going to be tough to beat. I'm not saying they're they're a championship team. Tough but to beat. A, a whole tough out. Different. A tough yeah. out the rest of the way. And this is without even Chase Young back in the right. lineup. He was supposed well, to be that, activated this week, but they put it off for another week. And that's going to be interesting to watch because Why? Chase, because this this there's chemistry there. And there's something happening. And Chase Young is used to being the superstar okay. and the guy that's doing all the commercials. Okay. And I, I really? Think worried. You, wor- you worried about D-line chemistry? Well, well no, but I, I think that he's going to try to be making big plays when he's in there. And that was his problem last year before he got hurt. He wasn't following the defense. He was He was interested in doing what he wanted to do. And uh, maybe that has something to do with the fact that they're not anxious to bring him back. Right. Well, the uh, the whole thing with, you know, Heineke and Wentz, and Wentz is still nursing that injured pinky finger back. And he's kind of – the word is out that, he, that Heineke is going to be the guy going forward, win, yeah. lose, or draw. Do you yeah. think Carson Wentz plays again absent a Heineke injury that knocks him out of a game? No, okay. no, I think I think he's gone. That's it. He played six games, and he'll be somewhere else next year, probably as a backup. So then what do the commanders do at quarterback? Are well, they fully uh, invested in this scrappy, overachiever story? Because while there's magic right now in that hat that old Frosty put on his head as the snowman who came to life, he's not a QB1 in the NFL. Well, Russell Wilson is 3-7. and seven. Matt Stafford is three and seven. And Taylor Heineke, as a starter this year, is now three and one or four and ones. I think he's four and one. Four and so, one. But okay, yeah. but here's the deal. The, everyone knows he's not a a starting quarterback in this league. The, the the commanders themselves know. That's why they didn't stay with him this year when okay. they started the season. That's why they went out and traded for Carson Wentz and agreed to pay him twenty five million dollars. Well, that part of that was was making a splash. I mean, they Marketing. they wanted, yeah, they 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 knew what a dismal situation it was, and they had somebody who had a pro arm, and he could get people excited. You 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 want to find out if Sam Howell can play? 
they took him in the fifth round at, at, at one point. Out of Carolina, decided, right? Yeah, considered to be a first-round pick until he came back for his last year and slid all the way down to the fifth round. Um, and, you know, you draft somebody, but I don't think you do what you did this past offseason. And I don't even know who's going to be out there that you would want to reach for. I, I don't either, but at some point, like this story reminds me a lot of Lynn sanity. It, to me, it's yeah. insanity in the NFL, a but, feel good. But, holy shit. I can't believe this guy is such a winner, but I know deep down he's not that good. Right. Right. And, and, and reality is he's not going to be a guy who's going to be a starting quarterback when you have a team that's super bowl ready, but given what they've gone through here, like, the most bizarre I know. quarterback happenings over the last five, six years that anybody's had. He's got stability. And and you know, he's made he made fifteen starts last year. He's made five starts this year. He's dependable. Almost beat Tom Brady in the playoffs during the pandemic yeah. year at FedEx yeah. Field. Funny how that yeah. is. Here was uh here was Taylor Heineke after the game with Jen Hale choking up when she asked him, you know, about his journey. Because you've earned it. What is that like for you after this crazy journey you've had? That means a lot. You know, I've worked so hard for this opportunity and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a dream come true. So um, every week I just approach it like it's my last week playing and um, try to have fun with it. So, again, we just won five out of the last six. Guys are rolling. Guys are confident. Uh, it's a really fun time to be in that locker room right now. A bit emotional for you. Yeah. You know, it's, again, I've been dreaming about this my whole life. So um, just kind of see it come full circle with, you know, the last two, three years, kind of what I've been through, um, you know, it's, it's a blessing. So, um, again, I just want to keep working hard and, and, and keep this thing rolling. Well, it's a feel-good story, Andy, for a team and a franchise and a fan base that desperately needs, needs something to feel good about, right? Absolutely. And, and think about this. If there's no pandemic, he's probably not in the NFL right now, or he's working as a low-level assistant on somebody's staff because the only reason he came – was because Denver had that situation two years ago where they had to start a practice squad well, wide receiver at quarterback who, who played a little quarterback in college and it was a disaster, and teams were told, go get yourself a COVID quarterback. That he oh, stays, right. He stays in another room. And, and <laughs> Bubble that's quarterback. What to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and through a, a bizarre series of happenings, you know, Dwayne Haskins on his way to playing his way out of Washington, uh, Kyle Allen broke his ankle and then the b- strange Alex Smith season of, uh, can he play or can he not play with a mangled leg? And he got his opportunity and he, he made the most of it. Yeah. The, uh, the Texans had five net yards at the half. He's terrible. He, 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 Davis Mills, long, long neck Mills. <laughs> he, he, he's John Beck. I saw John Beck get sacked 10 times in a game against the Buffalo Bills in Toronto. Uh, And then the following week, he he completed something like 12 passes for 90 yards to a a running back. (laughs) He He is terrible. terrible. Yeah, and and the franchise is terrible and rudderless, and they don't have a quarterback of the future. They've got a lot of picks they've piled up in the wake of trading guys like Deshaun Watson and whatnot, but – the the crowd there was shocking, I mean, yeah. or the lack of the crowd there. I mean, it it was preseason football sized crowd for a regular season game on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. You would think there'd be enough fans down there in Houston that just had tickets anyway. 
they're like, all right, fuck, the team sucks and the commanders are coming in town, but, I, I mean, I paid for these things. We might as well go. Yeah, No, the, the commanders fans took over the stadium, all 50 <laughs> of them. <laughs> I know. That's what's so funny about it. All right, some more NFL from Sunday. The Cowboys destroy Whew. the Vikings in one of the few times I told you. I said this on Friday, and you were looking live. I said, the Vikings are in the mother of all letdown spots following that miracle win against the Bills. You watch, and they were indeed flat as a pancake. They also got beat soundly because Dallas was on top of Kirk Cousins in about 1.2 seconds on average. Play after play after play. He couldn't breathe. Dallas 40, Minnesota 3. So this is going to shake the confidence of the 8 and now 2 Vikings. Right, right. But but I think, you know, this is every team goes through a lull and that may have been it. But that was that's the worst home loss they had had since 1963 and the biggest cowboy road blowout ever. But I I don't think I don't think it's a lull. They were going into this game, the weakest eight and one team. According probably. to most stats, yeah. not probably they had done the research on this. Their yeah. their points in their uh, what what do they call that? Points for versus points against their point differential. Their mm-hmm. point differential was the second lowest of all time for a team that was eight and one. The only team lower was the seventy six Raiders, but they actually won the Super Bowl that year, so that was a bad yeah. comp. And then their DVOA, according to Football Outsiders, was the lowest they had they had rated it. it. They could be a lot like the Steelers of recent vintage that raced out to like an eight and one start and then completely collapsed, or the Redskins, Andy, back in the late nineties that started out hot and then Daryl Green cautioned, "We're not that good," and they collapsed down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, they, they they've had some of those. Um, Do I you think remember that was what year. year that was? I think I think you're talking about '99 when when Brad Johnson um, he was coming off neck surgery, and I guess as the year went on, his his neck wore out. I think it was <laughs> early. I think it was two years earlier than that. I think it was before I got back to town professionally. I oh, think it was '97. Okay, yeah. Wasn't there a '97 yeah. team and Daryl Green himself up there at like six and one, seven and one? Is like eh, we still haven't done anything yet. Well, it, there was the uh, there was the '96 team that got off to I believe a six and one start. They got to eight and three, and they did not make the playoffs. Yeah, they, that team finished nine and seven. Nine and seven was the final yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, let's see here. Uh, they were indeed Andy four mm-hmm. and one, seven and one, oh. seven and one. And then yep, they win yep. two games the rest of the way. They and, had two bizarre games with the uh, Cardinals, I remember. One of them, a boomer size, and had like 500 yards. And then they had another one that had it wrapped up, but uh, it was a face mask call, and they got another shot. Yeah. 37, was 37 34 was the first loss in overtime to the Cardinals. Right. And right. then they lost uh, 27 26 yep. in week 16. So. So yeah, so we'll you know we'll see what happens with the the Vikings down the stretch. One of the rare things I haven't seen in in quite a, a hot minute or two was the old network switch away. The CBS yeah. switched away to the Broncos and the Raiders, and I scratched my chin and said, "Man, it's been a minute since I've seen the old network switch away in the four o'clock window." Have you? Well, you know, truth be told, outside of Commanders games, I'm a red zone. Red zone. So they're always switching on. <laughs> they're <me>. always switching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it seems like the league has lived within so close of games all the time that you right. never used to have these, especially when they, they pick a game for that four o'clock window, knowing or thinking 
this is a great game. People are going to want to watch it. It rarely gets out of hand like it was between the Vikes and the Cowboys. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Uh, Pats beat the Jets again. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is just, they own the Jets. They've won like 13 of the last 14. The Jets get swept this year in two games they could have won, and it was on a punt return. The Jets had more punts, 10 punts for 453 yards, I think, then Zach Wilson had completions. He was 9 for 22 for 73 yards. When asked after the game if he felt that he let the offense down or the defense down, he said no without even flinching. This guy, this guy is not going to make it in New York. How about that? The Jets once again are looking for a quarterback. <laughs> Who's the last one they had? Namath? (laughs) The Jets had two yards of offense in the second half. Two, Andy. And and how is it that Zach Wilson, this pretty boy MILF hunter, doesn't have the awareness to say, absolutely, I feel like I let the whole team down. I feel like I'm not playing the kind of football I know I can play. Two yards is unacceptable. Why can't he dance the dance? Why is he like, nope, I didn't let anybody down. Well, fucking and, prick. And in New York, they will shish kebab him. For that. Oh yeah, will, I can't wait to see him. the back page of the tabloids tomorrow because yeah. they're going to yeah. they're going to kill him. Now, Chris Sims, somebody had this tweet, uh, probably freezing cold takes. Chris Sims, son of the great Phil Sims, mm-hmm. uh, and network uh, announcer, said this when the Jets drafted Wilson. "Quote: They're all in on Wilson, which I obviously approve of." He's my number one quarterback in this draft. It feels like I'm watching Mahomes again. (laughs) (laughs) Exceptional throwing, best arm in the draft, amazing off schedule. Well, as 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 my friend Dan Miller, who's been the longtime voice of the Lions, tells me when he was the beat reporter covering the Redskins, Norv Turner sidled up to him during a practice and asked him if he thought Heath Schuler looked a lot like Troy Aikman. So, oh you know, you, my God, you kind of see what you want to see in those situations. I you know guess I mean? so. He also had a, he had a near pick six that was dropped at the end of regulation, which would have also ended the game, but oh well. Uh, Justin Fields, once again, threw a late pick for the Bears to Mm. sink their hopes. Atlanta wins. They're actually contending now in the NFC Dirty Dirty South. And Marcus Mariota had a very similar stat line to Justin Fields. Now, I've got a Bear fan I work with, and he he thinks that Fields is going to be it. And I keep teasing him going, he's got so many wins to go just to reach – Mitch Trubisky levels. Oh, no, he's he's better than Trubisky. I'm like, well, he's still 42 wins away from the Trubisky zone. So I don't know what you're looking at, but right now he's not winning. He'll figure it out, he says. He'll figure it out. I'm like, he'll probably just be like Mariota, a really good dual-threat quarterback who can run like the wind but isn't much of a passer. Well, I, yeah, I mean, but what what I've been hearing that more and more, too, from the analysts. So, you know, these things pick up momentum. Look, as the Colts were winning in the first half against the Eagles, you started to hear this buzz. Hey, maybe more teams are going to take guys who've never coached before. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> and I'm watching the highlights now. Cordell Patterson. Do you know Cordell Patterson is the number one all-time kickoff return leader? He's in returned yards nine. In, or in, in touchdowns. Total, in touchdowns, right. nine. 
if you if that, if that was a bar bet and I hadn't seen this stat today, I never that would have, that have been guess two hundred and fifty. Right. Uh, there's two kick returns today for touchdowns, which is a rarity now that the NFL has pretty much done away with these special teams' wild plays. The kick return by Cordell Patterson and the punt return by the Patriots' Marcus Jones that ended the game. I can't remember the last time I saw an NFL weekend in which there was two either punt or kick returns for touchdowns. I want to go ahead and make those plays great again, but apparently the uh, league doesn't want that, so go yeah, figure. Yeah, they, uh, they kind of legislated that out, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, without Cooper Cup, lose to the Saints. They're now 3-7. and seven. There used to be a sort of a thing where the Super Bowl loser had a hangover the following year, and uh, the Bengals won late. They were in a, in a bit of a tussle with the uh, – uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Super Bowl winner appears to be in a full hangover vote, and without their MVP and Cooper Cup, they're pretty much done. Stick a fork in them. Was it worth it for the Rams to go all in just for the one Super Bowl win? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm one of those people. Like, like my baseball team is horrendous right now. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they gave me a World Series in 2019. Win one, and then figure out how to crawl out of the hole later. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that over pretty good every year. Won't you? Yeah. Ravens beat the Panthers 13-3. Baker Mayfield for the Panthers was held to under 200 yards passing. No touchdowns, two INTs. I would say his career is pretty much done as a QB1. Probably. I don't think anybody will sign him to do that. But, you know, you can see these guys sometimes they, they swim to the top again, you know. Um, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, wasn't his career supposedly over? It He's was. Now pretty- it was he's, he he, he's, he propped up again, but it, I think the exception proves the rule when it's all said and done. So if he's a one-one that's done, that's two one-ones in the last five years who are now done. The other one being um, J- Jameis Winston, who can't get on the field with Andy Dalton ahead of him, which to me is right. amazing. Dalton won today against the Rams, but there's a lot of one ones and top three guys like the Jets had Sam Darnold at three. He turned out to be a turd. This Zach mm-hmm. Wilson, pretty boy, second overall pick is going to turn out to be a turd. Wentz number two. He's a, he's a washout too. Right. I mean, like I would say first round quarterbacks are no better than 50, 50, no oh, yeah. better yeah. than 50, 50. Is that a sound yeah, about yeah. right to you? Well, you, uh, you know, you hope, you hope that you draft the Manning. Uh, Mannings were one ones. One of them's in the Hall of Fame. The other right. one has a pretty good chance of getting there. But yeah. it doesn't happen that often. Uh, the Bills beat the Browns in Detroit. Uh, Josh Allen is still struggling. He's played three bad games in a row for him, but they win. I guess that's just proof that even guys who are considered to be the best quarterback in the league and were flying high can struggle. Yeah, yeah, and he's still you know relatively young. He's not. He's not a. Uh, an older veteran and uh yeah it's a long season you know know, how he's playing in november doesn't necessarily translate how he'll be playing in january i think buffalo ended up with how many inches of snow like 66 inches it it was supposedly the height of josh allen (laughs) yeah yeah i mean they, they had to have people help shovel some of the players out of their homes just to get to the bus to get them to the airport i know i i I saw a clip in which the snow plows were getting stuck the plows were getting stuck let that soak in i also tweeted i'm starting to think they might have put buffalo in the wrong spot (laughs) like (laughs) to build a major city 
right there where if you get the right low pressure system, it'll just whip a complete dumping of snow off of Lake Erie onto your head. Maybe they should have moved it somewhere else. But of course, it's there for a reason because it's at the tip of the lake and it would do trade and you know boats would go back and forth across to Michigan. And that's why yeah. it was built where it was built. But holy shit. Well, also, though, the one thing about that city, it's got to be a snow like that to, to knock them on their heels. Because right. you you dump three feet on them, they just they just brush it off their shoulders and get in their car and go to work. Yeah, but six six is a lot. Uh, the Lions beat the Giants. The uh, Giants are overrated. We can agree on that. Yeah, and we we kind of you know knew they were going to come back to earth. I I, I still there. What do they have? Only three losses, don't they? Three, yes, three they losses. only have three losses. But uh, mm-hmm. I think they're they're very much a paper tiger. Uh, the Lions, or excuse me, the Eagles rallied to beat the Colts. Here's what I found notable: they showed. Uh, they showed uh, Saturday warming up, taking some laps around, getting a sweat in before the game, right? In the mm-hmm. highlight package on CBS. And who was praising the energy that he had brought to the team other than one Bill Cower? Oh, God. I didn't see that. Yes. And, oh, um, I, did, I had to stop it. race to the league? I, <laughs> yes. Bill Cower yeah. said without any caveat or mea culpa or anything yeah you know jeff saturday's brought a real energy to that locker room and uh they look to beat the eagles today and i'm like weren't you the guy just ripping the hire yeah not just ripping it he said it was a disgrace to the league had a two-minute rant about how it was so unfair to everybody who put in the time and you know oh god yeah you know we're driven by the search for better When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, let's uh, switch to college football real quick. The Terps, your Terps, took Ohio State to the limit on Saturday night. You got to feel kind of good about that, right? I, I think Mike Loxley's pretty good. I mean, I, I don't think he's he's great, but for that team and that, you know, expectation level that they have, 
you know, they're going to be in a bowl this year. And if they can win between six and eight games on a consistent level, that's probably who they are. They're not going to be Ohio State. They're not going to be Michigan. But, you know, he gets good players, good receivers for sure. He's got a good quarterback. Defense is not bad. It's it's, it's okay. The last two games prior to this Ohio State game, uh, they lost to Wisconsin 23-10. They got shut out at yeah, Happy Valley 30 to nothing. But then they two, show two up. Bad games. I mean, yeah. look, I, I look at Maryland – and of course, obviously, I'm invested in Wisconsin right now. And Wisconsin eked out a win over Nebraska, a team with a third string quarterback and an interim coach, which they should have never been in a dogfight with, but they they escape. And I think Maryland might be in a better spot right now as a program than Wisconsin. No, no. Because why not? Because, of, because football matters there more. And Maryland, Forget who Maryland. it matters to. No, Which but, but, program is poised for more success? At least Maryland can score. Wisconsin's offense is archaic, Andy. Well, let's let's see. Is this this kid who's uh, Jim Leonard, the, the hometown he boy? The he's he's going to get the job. They they there's an internal power struggle of you know we're not going to let Barry Alvarez just pick the the coach from behind the <laughs> scenes because Alvarez has retired as the AD, but he's still like the the puppet master in Madison, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So right. there was like well, this struggle, and now they're like, okay, we better hire him because we're losing recruits to the transfer portal already. Yeah, I mean, the the, the problem with that is is the weather gets bad there pretty early. Mm-hmm. So can, they they really have never had a big time quarterback there. They've had a few Russell Wilson. Over the- Russell Wilson yeah, was, was their one best year. big time quarterback. I know that was that, one year, and that's yeah, where they yeah. tickled the underbelly of, hey, maybe they could make the playoff. Although I'm not even sure the playoff was in existence when Russell. No, Wilson it didn't exist. They, they made the Rose Bowl and they lost. That's and, true. and that's what that's what all those Big Ten teams used to do. Yeah, is they go out to California and get their get their heads handed to them because they weren't fast enough. But uh, but yeah, I mean I, it, because. You know, I have some familiarity with it because my daughter went there. You know, you're filling that stadium every week. Maryland can't get anybody to go. But it, this was it, it, it was full against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, with Ohio State fans. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there was a fair smattering of that. I'll give you that. A much. Fair smattering. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> what, be fooled by the red. Okay. That was Ohio State red in the stands. Okay, what what was it split? Do you think? Oh, I bet it was seventy thirty. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wisconsin, have they won the Rose Bowl? No. Uh, they've they lost not, it not three. They've lost it three times. Okay. Uh, and then I'm scrolling back in time. They went to in see. the 60s. They might have won early 60s going back. But, uh, yeah. Doing a quick scan, quick scan. Of course, they don't. Uh, they should list this better on Wikipedia. Anyway, yeah, they won in 99. Uh, 38-31 over UCLA. Okay. And they won again the next year. They won back-to-back in 99 and 2000. And that's over 20 years ago. The, 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 they just the put history, the winners on the left side instead of bolding them. The Come history on, of, of, of Big Ten, like like Archie Griffin in Ohio State, three yards in a cloud of dust. They would go out there and uh, and they would lose to USC or UCLA, whichever team was in that year. So he's just not enough speed. Yeah. They, they couldn't keep up. All right. We're headed towards an Alcoa fantastic finishes. 
final two weeks of the college football season because this was struggle Saturday. Georgia struggled to beat Kentucky. Uh, Michigan escaped Illinois. Oh, by the way, Brett Bielema said after the game, head coach at Illinois, it's rigged. I'm sick of seeing this game being rigged. He felt like there should have been an OPI penalty against Michigan late that set up the game-winning touchdown. Is Bielema being a bitch, or is he right? No, he's he's being a fat windbag because (laughs) he – he had a chance to keep his foot on the gas, and he played way too conservative. Okay, and 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 you know, if he if he had a little bit more offense, he might have been able to close him out. Now, whether the calls were right or not, I mean, you, you're you're playing in the big house, buddy, yeah. uh, and, and you're Brett Effin Bielema. So you know, <laughs> have a salad once in a while. Oh, and oh. <laughs> Andy's fat shaming always comes to the fore in these oh, situations. Seriously, a skinny I mean, coach with the same complaints would be given a much fairer <laughs> hearing from Andrew Polin. But not you don't case. have to be that fat. I can understand. <laughs> He's but give up fat. He is total give up fat. Yeah, you're 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 a football coach, <laughs> and you're coaching young men who you want to be in shape. Oh, At least have a semblance. Don't don't be that fat. Oh God. Uh, let's see. Uh, TCU with their fire drill field goal late Amazing. beats Baylor. So they look like they might be in um, South Carolina routes. Tennessee scored 63 against Tennessee. And then to add injury to insult, injury to insult, uh, all-world quarterback Hendon Hooker tore his ACL. He's out for the rest Mm -hmm. of the year. Could affect his pro draft stock as well. Just a terrible thing for the kid who had a great season. But they're out. Tennessee's out for sure. LSU in one of their late-season cupcakes that the – SEC schedules because mm-hmm. Alabama scheduled Austin P at this right. spot right before their rivalry game. LSU beat UAB, so they're still sort of lurking LSU. And USC outlasted UCLA in an absolute shootout, forty-eight to forty-five. USC is on the outside looking in. Who do you think? And by the way, Clemson is lurking as well. Uh, who do you think makes the Final Four when it's all said and done? Georgia's in I for think, sure, right? Yeah, Georgia's in for sure. You know, TCU is probably going to get in because they're undefeated, but they're going to get beaten like a drum by uh, by Georgia. And I'd, I'd like to see USC get in with Caleb Williams. He's an outstanding quarterback, and uh, and I I think they could they could make things at least interesting. You know, we're going to have a four team playoff this year, and two of these games, the semifinals, are probably not going to be very competitive. But we're still you know rolling ahead to twelve and maybe sixteen. This is what we're going to get. We're going to get a lot of these kind of games. Right. Uh, and then we've got, uh, let's see, uh, speaking of uh, the college football landscape. So when it goes to 12, will mm-hmm. it be better, worse, or the same? Will it's we, worse. It, why will it's it be worse. worse? Won't we just because shift our who's in, who's out arguments eight spots down the ladder and start nipping at should Penn State be in versus Oregon? Okay, but but who cares about a, a, a three-loss or even a four-loss team getting in unless it's Alabama? <laughs> who cares yeah. about any of this this is all made up give a shit we're this is all bread and circuses for the masses you know it's well, to keep us distracted is, from the bullshit of life i'll care i'll make a big argument about oregon versus penn state yeah but but here, here's my, my point is until we get to the final these semifinals stink and unlike college basketball they're not over in two hours they're over in four hours and so you, you can't, you know, the, the, the joy of the NCAA basketball tournament is if you have a blowout, you go to another game. You get buzzer beaters all over the place. 
Here, you're stuck with a game that could be a four-touchdown game with like 12 minutes to go in the third quarter. That stinks. Yeah. yeah. One more on college, then I'll finish up with this Wizards decision to honor the, quote, Ugh. big three, including Gilbert Arenas, which it still blows Ugh. my mind that it happened. But did you see the Peter Burns, Benjamin Watson dust-up? I did. On the SEC network, which is owned and run by ESPN, here was the the incident. They're doing a halftime report roundtable. You got Peter Burns, who is the white lead of the show, with Benjamin Watson, the former tight end for the Saints, Benjamin Watson, right? Yeah, mostly the Saints. I think he played a couple of other places. Okay, and uh, another former player. uh, So two black guys, two white guys, and they're they're yucking it up in their suits. And this discussion erupted because Ben Watson had the light blue suit where everyone else had dark blue or black suits. Ah, 45-20. By the way, did you not get the memo on the suits? We all went dark today. You were, you're like Easter yeah, service. Y- y'all kind of leave me out. As long as I get the text from my wife that says I look good. Oh, really? Right, so so, send me the text, babe. Send me the text. That's <laughs> not the one she sent me. Oh, no. So, hold on. They go to break. Mm-hmm. And now they come back from break. Welcome back to the Farm Rich Halftime Report. Uh, just you and I here, Taki. I'm not sure what happened to uh, Peter Burns. Or- White guy two is there. Did you and now Ben Watson you- walks back on the set looking pissed. We'll see how Peter Burns is uh, with that smart mouth <laughs> in the second half. But uh, Gators do not get much going. In the- okay, so where do you come down on this? Was Peter Burns out of line? Yes, in the in the post Chris Rock Will Smith world, that's that's a rail you don't touch. Bringing up and somebody's mom, or bringing wife. up their wife. Wife. Are they, wife. I know, I know, but mom or wife or kids are out of bounds. Yeah, all three. What if they weren't on the air? Would it have been broceptible as know. bros? That- but it's it's on the air, as was the Chris Rock Will Smith no, incident. I, I know, but I'm just asking from a bro standpoint. Maybe you're. Maybe I shouldn't. Don't ask Andy about the bro thing. He doesn't know the bro. Okay, fine, whatever. I I'm I think, not hip enough. I think <laughs> I think amongst bros, you can pull that line off. Okay, but it's on TV. On it's TV, though. TV. That said, don't you think Watson way over dramatized it? Maybe, but but do you, don't you think Peter Burns had a sense of him? You know, do, don't you think, or maybe is this the first time they worked together? We're pretty late no. in the season. No, they yeah. they actually sent out a tweet with a photo of the two of them, with Watson still looking pretty stern and Burns kind of making a face. I don't know what the face said, but uh, Watson pretty much said, "We're moving on," but you know that's not cool. Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't yeah. sound like you're moving on. ESPN claims it was a bit. Oh, that's ridiculous. That, that's that, yeah. That, that's always their first move. Yeah, yeah. The Rush Limbaugh, Donovan McNabb. Oh, oh you know, God, no big, big deal. You know, yeah. That's that's what they do. Yeah, it's a bit. No, it wasn't a bit. Oh my God. Um, all right. Lastly, uh, the Wizards over the weekend honored. They brought back to be honored uh, at halftime the big three mm-hmm. from back in the day. Of Antoine Jameson, uh, who was the other one of the big three? Karan Antoine, Karan Butler, and Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas. Right. For those that may have forgotten, Gilbert Arenas blew up the team because he brought in guns to the locker room and left a note for 
now incarcerated former teammate, I forget his name, Javaris Crittenden, Crittenden, he he left a note over a gambling dispute and brought some guns and laid them on a chair and said, here, pick one if you want to shoot me. Luckily, not ending up in an actual locker room shootout. It blew up the team. They had to get rid of Gilbert when it was all said and done. It was an embarrassing incident. Gilbert also admitted to pooping in the shoe of a teammate. He also made insensitive comments about mentally handicapped people once he was out of the NBA and living in California. He's a bag of shit. Why would they bring him back to honor him in any way, shape, or form? They, they, they were celebrating the great success that the three of them had. You ready for this? Yeah. Three straight playoff appearances. Oh, <laughs> that, my That's God. it. And it was the 25th anniversary of the name change from Bullets to Wizards. Why was the name change? Because Abe Poland, the then owner, didn't like the fact that there were so many uh, – gun violence incidents in D.C., and the team was named the Pullets. So to celebrate that move, they brought in a guy to honor who had brought guns in the locker room. <laughs> so <laughs> why why do they do this? Because they have no self-esteem? Because they're this desperate as a franchise? Because they're that tone deaf? I know that Ted Leonsis' son, Zach, yeah. is running a lot of aspects of the team right now. Mm-hmm. Is it that he's that tone deaf? Or... They just don't care. Like, oh, let bygones be bygones. No, it's just like, you know, Gilbert at least had enough sense, he said, over the years that he would avoid coming to Washington. If he had a flight somewhere and there was a layover, he changed his flight. And he was concerned that he was going to get booed. And Ted Ted put out a tweet, Ted Leones is the owner, saying, oh, I told him that he would get the love from the fans. Get out of here. You're, you're a bum. You destroyed the franchise. Get out. Nobody wants to see him except the people who did show up that, I guess, cheered him. But I, I don't get it. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, on the one hand, you say, well, everyone should be forgiven. Everyone should get a second chance. Yes and no. Like, you can say, look, I'm not going to go out of my way to, you know, be mean to Gilbert or, or like, be really aggressive. But we're not going to honor him. We're never going to honor him. He's not honorable. Sure. He blew right. no, up the he, team. Look. He did something that could have ended up in a huge tragedy fuck him fuck him to the moon we wish people would forget he ever played for the team look do you you remember why he was ultimately suspended no the guns in the locker room that stench lasted for a few days and then and then they came out for the pregame introductions for a game a few days later and gilbert had like you know using his hands to signal guns like he was making a joke about it and there was a picture on the front page of the paper of his teammates laughing about it, you know, as he came out with his pointing six shooters. And that was enough for David Stern, and he threw him out of the league for the rest of the year. So, so there was no remorse about that. He's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, get out. And our friend Steve Buckhans was also remembered and honored in a way, brought back with Phil Chenier, the former uh, play-by-play and color team on television for many, many years. 20 years. Bounced out, there for bounced out needlessly, even though they were still very good, producing really good broadcasts because Zach Leonsis wanted to freshen things up and wanted to hire a female analyst for the broadcast booth. And even though Buck said to us in a text that he was, you know, was happy to be back and, you know, Buck put away his bitterness over this whole thing. 
I said to Buck in a, in a text, I go, you should still have a job. You shouldn't be honored for one night. This is bullshit. Yeah. You know, the, the, here's how, here's how he freshened up the broadcast. The ratings dropped 55%. So he got a nice new fresh broadcast there. <laughs> 55%. Yeah. So the team still stinks. They can't sell tickets. They're bringing back guys who pooped in shoes and nearly mm-hmm. caused a locker room shootout. And uh, there's the state of the team. It's hard to be a fan of this team. Are they ever going to be good? I mean, they got Bradley Beal. They got Rui Hachimura. Who else do they have of note on this Wizards team? Well, they, they have Kristoff uh, Porzingis. They got the unicorn, but he's, he's long past hurt. his unicorn years, though, Andy. Yeah, and he's, he's also due to get hurt any day. Look, if you're, if you're, I've heard people who far, know far more about basketball than I do who say, if Gilbert Arenas is your best player, I mean, I'm sorry, not Gilbert Arenas, Bradley Beal is your best, best player, player, you're not going to be a championship caliber team. And they're paying him. He's the only guy in the league who has Super a no-cut max. contract. I mean, a no-trade uh, no contract. He's the only guy now with a no-trade? Yeah, only one. Jesus Christ. Well, good luck, Ted. <laughs> good luck there, Zach. You're yep. doing a bang-up job. And it was wonderful to see the shoe pooper who nearly started an OK Corral shootout in your locker room to be back for a night to honor him. I hope all those tickets you sold were worth it. Clowns. All right. Andy, as always, my friend, a pleasure. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Are you going to be uh, doing the old TV tray at well, your sister-in-law's? Well, it's now my sister-in-law, and uh, I don't know. Now, you know, now that you got three games on Thanksgiving, I probably can take a half-hour break to eat. It's okay. Wow. <laughs> Progress, everybody. Progress. Andy will actually yeah. take some time away from football on Thanksgiving Day to eat That's a proper right. turkey dinner. All right, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. You too, Zeb. Take right, care. See ya. All right. That'll be it for me today. Thanks so much for listening. Short week. We're going to make the most of it, though. We're off to a roaring start, I think. Good to have you back on a Monday, and we will see you tomorrow. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.